1: What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. Baby, don't hurt me.
2: Baby, don't this is Stephen Curry, and you're listening me. to the Morning Rose don't with Bonte and the Butcher on 95 7 The Game. Last nice night from Stephen Curry in Brooklyn. He loves Barclays Arena. What is 29 points, 12 and 24. He's the only four threes the Warriors hit. Last night, they're four twenty-two. Steph four of eleven. Warriors get a bunch of need a win. They take the floor tomorrow against the Sixers, and if they beat Philadelphia, they have a winning road trip. Go figure. Five-game road trip. They can go three one. Then Thursday, whatever happens with Indiana. Hey, plays with house buddy. They <laughs> are I playing. Worried. They are playing a good
3: brand of ball right now. It's not bad. You know, and bad. it feels like John Kaminga is coming of age.
2: Oh well, yeah, there's going to be a lot of takes walk back about Kaminga. It was nasty work last year. Some media members, some fans basically insulted the guy's intelligence. It's unacceptable! He didn't have any IQ. Well, it looks like he's got a very good basketball IQ. Would you need a bucket, boy, you can go get your bucket. Get to the lane. Good to see Jonathan Kabiga said, but... Hey, it's time to qualify our last person, our last person for exitos with the Roast. Be the first caller on the contest line to answer this question correctly, and you'll win one of the 10 spots available. Call our contest line, 415-523-4652, 415-523-4652. The question is, <laughs> what are the two words that Bonte Hill says to kick off the start every show? <laughs> Four one five five two three four six five two. What are the two words that I say to kick off every single show? Love it, it's starting to piss me off. Is that it? Is it Spinotti's having a meltdown? Is it Sausalito Shasky? Those are two words. Spinotti's miserable. Those are two words. Snitch and Shasky? Burly Game Butcher? I'm having a meltdown. Bougie Bonte? Overnight dancers? Overnight dancers, that's two words. What two words do I start the show with? <laughs> here we
3: go! <laughs> I don't want to give it three. away.
2: That's three. That's three. That's three.
3: Ah, uh, it's here, and then we go is combined. We go! It's all in one.
2: All in one. Here we go! Here we go! Dak. Here we go! Pussway problems? Sea legs. And we got a Passoi what? problem in the clubhouse. The Niners' cadence is Red 18! Red 18! What did Baldy say that play? Stash Rash? They call it a stash rash. That's two words. Uh, Do I opened the show saying, Stash Rash! Very briefly,
3: uh, I know you referenced the Pessoi. You said that there's a Pessoy problem in the in the clubhouse. Not sure if you caught this yesterday on Instagram. I don't follow this guy, but someone screenshot it and sent it to me. Jock Peterson signed with the uh Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh, yeah, I did see that over the week. That was happened over Friday, right? Yeah, but he put a post on his social media where he's wearing the purple. It's clearly photoshopped. And one of the comments in there says, "I don't blame you for leaving San Francisco. The whole city has turned into poop." And that's from Fat Mamba 626. Jock liked it. Good really? riddance, Jock.
2: That's all I'm going to say. Oh that fat. No, we're not going to body, no, you shame. know we're not going to body shape, but you know what? Like I told you guys. Tommy Fab swapped the Bay Area soul out of that young man. And It happened one day in Cincinnati. He's never been the same. So we good, Reds. He went for the it, bay anyway. He was just, uh, just, just real, real quick on Jock.
3: Jock I heard from very reliable people his work ethic with this team as someone making the most amount of money on the roster of the of the the regular players, um, and his leadership was horrific. And. It's it's kind of sad, I and mean, you could see it. You could see his physical decline um, in terms of how he carried himself, but like not taking batting practice, not doing things seriously. Had like four coolers filled with liquor in the in the in the, in the We talked a lot about Bonds and the two recliners. Bonds was always ready to play and was always in tip top shape. This guy was more worried about the the post game spreads and the cocktails he was going to serve and the money he was going to steal from young guys who were coming back and forth on the taxi squad than he was about honing his craft. It's kind of disgusting what I heard from multiple people regarding Jock well, Peterson. Well, he's,
2: you know, playing Farhad. Farhad's making all these moves. giants I mean... Selfish, Giants. Well, no, I mean, it's just it's it, absolutely pathetic what's going on with that organization, the, and I'm just sitting back laughing. Well, the vitriol
3: that you that not you, but like people that people out there have toward Clay Thompson right now. Clay is trying his hardest, right, and his his bot. He's like he's in shape, he's doing everything. Again. He's just slowly declining. Chuck Peterson gave up.
2: Yeah, he didn't work hard. That's the all. guy
3: we should be directing like right. vitriol and anger. He's a, a nobody. A guy in the grand tw- scheme of things. Yeah, a
2: guy who stole 20 million from us. Exactly. But we got a 13-year veteran who's helped us win four championships and provided some of our best moments in the world. And I see people talking about Clay Thompson like he is Jock Peterson. I told you, Jock the minute he got slapped, <laughs> you he's called the, it the worst, the worst thing to happen. <laughs> you called and they it. brought him back for 20 million. So the Giants are just a laughing stock. That's what they are. I don't even get mad about them. And I was actually thinking about this driving around yesterday as you wear that SF hat. Yeah.
3: I apologize for even bringing them. It's just no, Super Bowl week. No,
2: you know what. Swear to God, I thought about this the other day, driving around. As you wear that Giants hat, just jog my memory. I said, "What if I, you know, what if I just became a, ba- a fan of baseball?" <laughs> like, and the just Rob like, Lowe. like you, you know, got the I've, got, MLB I've got my Bo Jackson jersey. <laughs> what if I just went to go buy a Pete Rose jersey, Cincinnati? Sick ass jersey. Wear, wear Brooks Robinson jersey for Baltimore. That's a sick jersey. Wear Griffey jersey. Forget being a Giants fan. I'm just going to be a fan of the game. I'm almost ready to give up my Giants fandom because of Frahan anxiety and the way they run their operation. Please don't. No, I, I, may, I may do that. I'm also tired of Giants fans too. Well, well, that's its own conversation. All right, anyway, I'm not tired of Jesse Sapolo. I need more Jesse Sapolo in my life. Four-time Super Bowl champ, <laughs> offensive lineman. I wish he could line up on Sunday. We need him up in the <laughs> interior. Did it all for the 49ers, of those four Super Bowls. Uh, he's a legend in our minds here in San Francisco. Should be a Hall of Famer. Jesse, good morning, man. How are you doing? Welcome to the Morning Roast. Good morning, man. Thank you for having me on. How you guys doing? Oh, man, we're doing great. As we talked to Jesse Cappolo, of course, on the Boxer Girls and Guest Line. And look, we're fired up for Las Vegas. I don't know. Will you be down in Las Vegas? I know we'll get there this weekend.
4: Will you be at the game, Jesse? Yes, I'll be at the game. I got in yesterday, so, uh, you know, it's exciting. Uh, I'm sure this is the first time the Super Bowl ever been held mm-hmm. in a venue like this. Las Vegas, where, you know, the city that nobody sleeps, so it's exciting <laughs> for our faithfuls to come in. Hey,
2: what, uh, you know, talk about your memories of getting ready for the Super Bowl. What is this week? What is this week like for the players?
4: Well, you know, usually most of the, the work is done last week. Um, uh, this week is about refining. Um, still practice at full speed, but the contact, you know, you pull back a little bit on it. Uh, you know, I know yesterday they had a media, media day and they're going to have some media commitments in the next couple of days. But as the week gets as the days gets closer to the game, you know, you start you start feeling uh, you need to be by yourself and remove yourself from your family and everybody else because, you, you know, this is your one shot to become the best in the world.
3: Jesse, when you look at this right now, um, there's a lot of guys on both sides who've played in played in a Super Bowl already. How, how did your experience change from your first Super Bowl to your last?
4: Well, you know, the first one was, was really really exciting for me, and then uh, at some point, maybe my third one, you started thinking about, hey, this is a chance of my generation of Forty Niners to to make history, you know, and we did make history as the only club to go five and zero in that period. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, at, at my last Super Bowl, you know, I played with a guy named Ricky Jackson, who was a nemesis with the New Orleans Saints oh, yeah. for a long time. Yeah, and and to see him uh, at our ring ceremony, act like a little child, he was just jumping up and down. Uh, it made me ha- more happy for him than I was for myself. But, you know, a lot of different things. At some point, you start playing for history, and then you start playing for someone that you know deserves to be a world champion. There's a teammate of yours, and it's very similar to, you know, a lot of our young players, they need to play for Trent that way. So um, I think that's that's how I felt uh, as the, you know, the more I won Super Bowls.
3: You know, it's, I'm glad you brought up Trent because you were a guy with tremendous size, great speed, great hand-eye coordination. I mean, I look at it, Trent Williams, I, mean, I, I can't think of a better athlete to play that position. Well, what do you what do you see when you watch Trent Williams play? Because we've been so lucky to to have him at this point in his career.
4: Um, athletic, a um, lot of experience. You know, uh, a lot of the things that I. I, some of the tricks that he uses makes me laugh, you know, because I know he's at this stage of his career. He doesn't have to grind all the time. He can use that experience and athleticism uh, to get away with some of the blocks that he does. And And um, uh, a, a big fan of Trent. I think he's a great leader for our young guys, especially the guys, uh, uh, the two young guards inside. Uh, and now we've got Feliciano that's, that's uh, playing well inside there. So uh, like I said, there's someone that uh, uh I can identify with because I came back from heart surgery and he came back from uh, uh you know having cancer and he's one of those guys that i I'm just hoping that I can win the ring this week.
2: Yeah, we're hoping he can win a ring, we're hoping Christian McCaffrey can win a ring, and we're hoping Brock Purdy can win a ring, Jesse. And Brock Purdy's been a topic of conversation in the football world, some nasty dialogues there. But Brock Purdy, what's your evaluation of him when you watch him run around there and make plays for the Niners?
4: Well, you know, I spoke at his uh, Mr. Irrelevant Banquet in Newport Beach, the Niners sent me there, uh, and, and I I talked to him about, you know, I was 11th round draft choice, so I I feel like a Mr. Irrelevant coming out. But, uh, you know, a lot of people say it's premature for us to compare him to Joe Montana. And not that I'm comparing him to Joe, but there's a lot of similarities in their games. Uh, the You know, the uh, ability to process uh, uh, defenses, throwing at a spot, uh, anticipation uh, it's, it's, its one of his strengths. And we saw last week, and I knew that all along because I saw it in preseason. We saw last week that he can actually scramble and get out of trouble, you know, which is what separates him even more from what Jimmy G can do. You know, Jimmy took us a long ways. So we will not always be thankful of that. But I think um, um, Brock's uh, ability to anticipate, solve defenses in a short uh, period of time, and then get away from trouble. And, and if it wasn't for his legs, I, I don't. I honestly didn't think we could win that game last week.
3: Were you there at the game?
4: Yes, I was there at the game.
3: That's what I thought. We we had talked with Bryant Young last week. Walk me through your experience watching that game. I mean, I saw a little bit of both Joe and Steve. I mean, no one's saying that he is those guys. Those guys are all-time legends. But his ability to uh, escape uh, trouble, and he was running recklessly, uh, but getting first downs, and he made some big-time throws. I mean, walk us through the experience. Was your heart racing like it was ours?
4: Yeah, it was, you know, because I, I just felt like, wow, okay, you know, we cannot let this game get away from us. And, and the thing that made me a little nervous is our defense, our defense didn't prove that they could stop them in the first half. So even if we have a, a great second-half offensive game, we need to stop their offense. And thank God our defense came out and, and had the job done. But with Brock Purdy, you know, everybody's saying can't play from behind. He can't put a team on his back. Well, I don't know, you know, what people are seeing, but, you know, what he did last week from 17 points down uh, to bring our team back, and now we're in the Super Bowl. Uh, I love an underdog story, and and I don't know why, you know, a lot of the sports shows are hard on him. I'm thinking, you know, people should fall in love with this guy because, you know, he's, he's not expected to do anything, and here he is you know it's a great example for a lot of kids that are not uh, looked at very highly that you know if you believe in yourself you can do something with with it and uh, uh so that's why I'm a, I'm a big fan of properties and I think a lot of America will be cheering for him to to get it done. No, nah, I'm with you Jesse.
2: I'm definitely with you. Do you still keep in touch with Eddie D? By any chance?
4: Yes. I I I get it. I stay in touch with Eddie D. Uh I saw him uh about a Five weeks ago at Alumni Day, uh, when he came in, so uh, it's always great to see him.
2: Do you text him during the game, or have you texted him since the Niners have invested to the Super Bowl?
4: No, I, I haven't texted him, but uh, but I'm sure. You know, knowing Eddie D., he was probably kicking things in his <laughs> in his kitchen uh, during the first half. But. Hey,
2: what can we do to get Eddie D. back out to a game, man? If people want to see him, I'm thinking about, I see Jan York up there, Dr. John York, and you know, Eddie D. had his fingerprints over this organization. I would love to see him out there in Vegas. And I know he loved Vegas. That was his town.
4: <laughs> yeah, I remember we had our reunion here for all five Super Bowls. Yep. I think about some eight years ago, and we did it here at the Paris Hotel. So But you're right. You're right. He likes Vegas. Uh, but also, you know, if, if you look at Jed, he's uh, done a nice job yes. of kind of copying his, his uncle uh, because for us to consistently play in NFC Championship games, and this is what I tell people all the time, I got four rings, but I lost four NFC Championship games. So uh, the only reason I'm, I'm sitting here with four rings is because I, I was able to keep taking my shot with the team that I, I played on. And, uh, you know, our young young players, Brock Purdy and these guys, keep taking your shot. And sooner or later, they're going to break through. And I think they're going to do it this Sunday.
3: How do you stop Chris Jones? You're an offensive lineman. I mean, this guy, he's just an absolute monster. Um, mm. What do they got to do to slow this guy down?
4: Well, first of all, it's it's a it's a mental thing, you know. I, I played against some of the defensive line uh, lines that Minnesota came in with seventy one sacks one year. I mean, think about that. That's like having six guys with double digit sacks, you know. And they had uh, two Hall of Famers, and all four of them were Pro Bowlers. They had John Randall, they had Chris Dolman, they had Keith Millard, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, uh, so those lines were dangerous lines, uh, dangerous players. I think it's a mentality, you know. Um, I, when I coach the kids that I coach now that I try to train a little bit, I say, you can't play scared. And they look at me like, what do you mean? I'm not scared. I say, I, I don't mean that you're scared to get hurt. But sometimes you're so hesitant because you're so nervous about who's lining up in the front of you. You have to have confidence in yourself that the reason you're, you're in the league and you're playing in that position because you're good. Sometimes you overly respect someone and then you stop playing scared. And and I think Chris Jones has earned the reputation that he has. But we all have a starting point, and I think our two young guys inside just might be their starting point to make a real big thing for themselves.
2: Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Banks has played well. What about Feliciano? He's come out of nowhere here, and he's taken that yeah. right guard spot. And he's played some good football, Jesse.
4: I think he's stabilized us a little bit, you know, uh, as far as our pass protection, you know, uh, uh, I think we got a, a, a great young line. Uh, if you remember the, the, one of the most dominant teams in the history of the NFL was our 89 Super Bowl team, uh, that beat Denver 55 to 10. We, we alternated two positions by quarters. Boba Perez and Steve Wallace alternated by quarters. And then Bruce Colley and, uh, uh Terry Toss alternated at right guard. So, uh, you know, as long as you have a lot of depth and you have guys that play together, I think you can you can have a great football team.
2: How worried are you about Mahomes, Jesse? You said you were nervous <laughs> in that title game. Okay, we'll let you leave with this one. My man over here is Shasky. I get it. Mahomes is the best in the business. He's, just, he's a problem. No doubt about it. He's the outlier. What do you think of Mahomes, Jesse? <laughs> you played with my 10 and Steve Young. You were blessed.
4: <laughs> well, uh, obviously, you know, the greatness of Mahomes can not be denied. But at the same time, you know, if you want to be a champion, you, that you have to be willing to go through anything to get there. Uh, I remember we were a young line in 1988, and we went to Chicago to face that defense, you know, with Mike Singletary, Dan Hampton, and Richard Dent. And 31 below zero, and everybody was writing, you know, I'm from Hawaii, you know, California players are soft. And we went in there and beat up 28 to 10. Uh, it's all in, in the mind. If you're willing to pay the price to become the best in the world, then you step up and get it done. It's as simple as that. You know, like I said, you can't, you you, you know, you can respect people, but you should you shouldn't fear anyone yep. if you want to become a world
2: champion. If you're scared, go to church, right, Jesse? If you're scared, go no, to sure. church, man. Let's this go is why I play, went to church baby. on Sunday. This is why Shasky goes to church. I did pray. I'm not going to lie, Jesse. I prayed at halftime only because I knew what would come <laughs> on sports radio if the Niners hit lost. I was praying for that aspect. Anyway, we'll see you at Super Bowl Sunday, man. We can't wait to see you in Las Vegas. Jesse, always good to talk to you.
4: Always oh, good to talk to you guys. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Jesse Sapolo,
2: no doubt about it here on the Boxer Girls at Guest Line. Four-time Super Bowl chap, a sweet guard, center. One of the best ever. I love Jesse, man. So, went to church on Sunday, right? Go
3: out there. It's uh, me, my wife, son, my mom, my aunt, and her uh, granddaughter. And the priest at St. Cecilia's 930 Mass is like, all right. So next Sunday, we have a tradition. We're doing a sock drive. We do it every year for the Super Bowl. So I want you to come to church in the morning if you're here. And I promise you, I will bring the good vibes and we're gonna go Niners, and we're gonna win. And he starts going in on this Niners thing,
2: and the whole place starts going crazy. I'm telling you, man. What was your prayer, word for word? What was your prayer? Would you sat there, or close your eyes?
3: Well, you're not supposed to say that out loud, but oh. I definitely gave money. Uh, I wrote a check uh, to the collection oh, look plate. At I, your big money, man. I, I, I gave my church a little bit of a little little sum wow. something, something wow. so that they know. And uh, I tried to light a candle on behalf of the 49ers. <laughs> I believe in these things. We're working on on a, on a baptism coming up here, so you know, trying to get my trying. To get my soul and my money right it's with God. I'm trying to buy God off so that the <laughs> Niners win. Look, like, Polly
5: Walnuts did work. the same thing in Sopranos.
3: Exactly. Exa- well, he, there's a lot until of poly. Until he yeah. didn't. Uh, but no, like, I mean, look, I'm telling you right now, God's a Niners fan. I believe that. Really? I do. You
2: believe that? Well, God was a Warrior fan. No, God, God's a Niners fan. Yeah. Where was that remember in 2021? I was oh, a Notre Dame fan. 2022. What? I thought he was a Notre Dame fan. Yeah. No, that's touchdown Jesus. They haven't scored many touchdowns with Notre Dame recently. Uh, if he's a Niner fan, why the hell? Why the hell did he put us through last See, season? See, because you don't know about Job. Job, oh, the book oh, of Job. Oh, Job had oh, 10
3: children. The oh, house collapsed. He lost, and I, li- I literally heard the homily this week. And what ended up happening was he lost all of his 10 children. He lost his business. Everything. And he kept saying, like, why do I still have faith, even though all of these tragic things have happened? It actually hit me in the soul because a lot of the things we've been going through as a family. But I'm telling you. Being faithful and having faith, even after all of these horrible things have happened, eventually something good will happen because God always has a plan. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And that's why Farhan Zaidi got an extension. Exactly. And going back to the Bible, David versus Goliath. We're going up against Goliath. We're going up against Patrick Mahomes. The man the is favorites. 10 feet tall. And we've got a tiny little slingshot. Actually, His name is Brock Purdy. No, and we are favorites. coming to take down Goliath.
2: It's We're, we're actually... God is... He loves us so much when we won an NFL championship since 1994. He loves us so much we had to suffer through the Seattle game and Richard Sherman talking trash. He's He loves us so much that he said, you know what, Kyle Williams? You're going to fumble twice because you know what? It builds character to go through adversity and that still have faith. We're going to test your faith. Despite having lights go out and losing the Super Bowl to Baltimore, we're going to the Super Bowl against Mahomes. And with seven minutes left, we're up 10. And God said, you know what? It's not the time. It's South not- Beach, Miami, it's not the time to break the Super Sometimes Bowl Sometimes you
3: don't know the blueprint, B, oh, until man. it's all said and done.
2: <laughs> Somebody said God is bad with money. No, honest to God. <laughs> honest to God, I shouldn't God say God
3: that. But, B, is there a team in professional sports that has knocked on the door more than the Niners in the last 15 years without a championship?
2: Uh, Boston Celtics? That's a good one. They've been to how many finals? They've been to one finals, but they've been knocking on the door at Easter Conference Finals, which is the They're pretty, No, that's a really good one. No, that's um, that's a good one. Uh baseball. The Tampa Bay Rays have been knocking on the door. Many, many years. They've been in the playoffs a lot. A lot. A lot. World Series uh, they, they, appearance. That World Series was, oh. Yeah, it was the uh, pandemic season. Oh, the 2020, yeah. yeah, yeah. The 2020. They've been to two World Series. They've lost both yeah. of them. Uh-oh. I know the
3: Heat won, but they, in the
5: last 10 years, they've been to three and lost three.
3: So there you go. The Heat is a good one. And and they had a lot of success with the Heatles and stuff. So that, that that's a good one. Like The Niners are in a very like, weird spot in that they've been wildly successful. They just can't get over the hump. Yeah. And that's why I'm, I'm calling this one. We have to finish. This is not about anything other than finish the job. That's what this week is about. We've gotten close. We've gotten close. We're right where we need to be. Now it's all about finishing the job.
2: Let me, you know what? I'm, uh, uh we should, you know, at the NC Championship game, we talk about prayers and religious stuff. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm gonna leave the religious stuff alone from here on out. It makes people uncomfortable. I'm you telling know, you
3: what my priestess is you know, 408
2: saying. says, I tell all my friends the game is biblical. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm, not, I'm not going there. But can y'all not make jokes about God? It's not a joke. People oh. are so comfortable talking about God like he's some human being. <sighs> 520 says, Bonte, Joe Shasky is finally in his own. I am. Let's go. All those losses are testing our faith. They are. What happens if the Niners lose on Sunday? We go, you know what? God just wants to wait a little longer. <laughs> he has blessed Mahomes. <laughs> the devil won again. <laughs> uh, the God wanted to do Andy Reid a favor. What did
3: you make of Mahomes' shirtless uh, photo going viral all throughout the Internet where everyone was surprised
2: that he didn't have a ripped six-pack? I don't know. Let's hear from Mahomes. Would Spadone gets it. Cause I I I didn't see what the big deal was, but a lot of things on the internet I can just kind of say, "Wow, that's a big deal." Wow, what do you, maybe I'm just getting too old. But I, it's like he, was, he had a shirt off, and people are like, "Oh, he got a dad bod. I would. Well, he is a dad. Well, I, 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 I was. My body look like I that. was just gonna say. It, you his his guys want to great. see my body? You what guys want me to take off about? my sweater right now? His body looks. Do like, well, you want me to check my sweater off right now? No, Will I mean, it go viral? I'm good. I'm good off that. Yeah. I have a six pack. It's just under the dad bod. See, that's how I feel. I've got an eight pack, but it's under the gut. There's not
5: really cut, like, there's a couple of them. Like, Cam Newton was like a physical specimen. But when you're talking about quarterbacks,
3: like, look at Brady. Look I at was, Burrow. Look at Josh Allen. Hey, Brady, Brady uh, at the end of his career, he was. his physique Avocado was incredible. Toast helps, yes. totally different. But I would say this that I truly believed that Colin Kaepernick lifted too many weights at one point in time, and he lost some of the dexterity and, and normal athleticism, just the, the the movement, the fluidity, I guess, of the movements. Like, I thought he was a little too ripped. And, and I'm, I'm critiquing on a curve here. What's like
2: Brock Purdy look like? What's us just. Anybody you ever see seen
3: Jim, Jimmy looks phenomenal with his shirt off?
2: Who, Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah,
3: they, a couple of times they showed. I mean, the guy I've has... not seen that. He's chiseled.
2: I've not seen that.
3: Yeah. I have a six-pack. It's just under the dad bod.
2: <laughs> What's the thing that he has Why, why the, did that go viral? Because it's Mahomes and he just didn't... The Chiefs posted, posted, be... posted a video yes. on their social yeah.
5: after they won the AFC I saw the video, game, yeah. And he, they, someone just caught it with his shirt off, like barely, like his stomach. And uh, they just kind of made it fun it. It like a him. bad eagle. It was. Yeah, I...
2: I, I, I mean, I'd die to have that he, body. He doesn't play like a, like a dude dab dad bod. I'll tell you that much. D- dudes with dab bods can't throw a football like that. I think you need a little dough. It's harder for them to
5: get you down I, in the pocket. Look at Big guy. Ben.
3: He's a big guy. It's he hard to bring him guy. down. Not everybody guy. naturally has the V, the chiseled V. Like, T.O.'s are T.O.'s for a reason. Have you ever seen, like, Willie Mays when they show Willie Mays <laughs> in the 50s take his shirt off? Willie Mays, he wasn't lifting weights. He looked phenomenal. <laughs>
2: Bye bye bye. Oh, Spadoni, man. <laughs> Don't look at me. Look at Spadoni, man. It's his fault. What I do, the V Cut. Uh... You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, but you did the way he like
3: thrusted with it. Oh, I didn't
2: <laughs> mean it was like DX did. generation. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing the Xbox. Oh, no, I'm not that? doing the Xbox. I was ready to give a good old pause, man. Oh. Good old pause. <laughs> I have a six pack, it's just under the dad bar. Oh arm. man, yeah, Chuck Peterson drew down. You're right. He had he was a he had a six pack. Well, like Pablo Sandoval was not somebody who would win uh, a beach
3: competition. No. His dexterity and athleticism was there was like a hallmark of his game.
2: Hand-eye coordination. Jock Peterson didn't have head eye no, coordination. No, Jock Peterson. What uh, like, an Fielder. Cecil Fielder, his dad. Or Cecil Fielder. Did,
3: did you see uh the other Guerrero kid got drafted? Yeah,
2: I did. Yep. I did. Sixteen years old. I guess uh, signed. Sixteen yeah, years old. Yeah. Giants <laughs> thought they were getting a star. We're we still waiting on the star. The Giants. Mike Kruko told us three months ago the Giants will get a star this, oh, this offseason.
4: I saw
3: a think piece that right. Matt Chapman's the right guy at the right time at the right place to be a star. I'm like, oh,
2: my God. You don't know the definition of star. See, this is what I don't like. What's we that? start talking religion. 408, Comcast visit sex like, Chastity's got my faith at an all-time high. I can tell Bonte ain't that religious as his lack of faith. <gasps> well, listen, it's I'm not that religious, own. but I'm the most confident human being at this damn station tell you guys all the time with your doom and gloom about the 49ers, hey, it's going to be all right. told you about the journey. It's Super Bowl or bust Oh, my God, Super Bowl or bust You can't say that. What are you scared of? I've got all the faith in the world that the Niners are beating Mahomes. You know, I'm not, not going to drop to a knee on Sunday and say, please, God, win the Super Bowl. It is what it is. It is what it is, man. It's D-Day on Sunday. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's Mahomes in the way of us winning the damn Super Bowl.
3: It's perfect. I will admit this now
0: because I don't want to think about this the rest of the week. They lose this.